I will depart to mine own land and to my kindred. And he said, Leave us not, I pray thee, for as much as thou knowest how we are to encamp in the wilderness, and thou mayest be to us instead of eyes. And it shall be, if thou wilt go with us, yea, it shall be that what goodness the Lord shall do unto us, the same will we do unto thee. And they departed from the mount of the Lord three days' journey, and the ark of the covenant of the Lord went before them. Search out the, the resting place for them. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for the word of God tonight. Thank you, Lord, for such a great meeting the last several days. Thank you for the ones that have been saved. And Lord, I pray this evening you'd not leave us to ourselves. I pray you'd continue working in the hearts of sinners. Stir the hearts of the child of God. And uh, Lord, bless the reading of your word, the preaching. I pray for Brother Scotty as he comes that, Lord, you'd give him power and liberty to deliver your message, Lord, to your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Here in these verses I just read, without taking a lengthy time to lay a foundation, Moses and the nation of Israel is leaving one location where they're at, and they're headed to a final resting place that God has for them. And as they're fixing to move from this place at where they're at and embark on that journey, before they get everything loaded up and packed up, Moses looks over there at Hobab and he says, Hey man, we're fixing to leave here. And before we go, I want to give you an invitation to, to, to come with us. Do you all see that there in, in, in verse, number, verse number 29? Moses said unto Hobab, the son of Ragul, the Midianite, Moses, his father-in-law, we are journeying unto a place which the Lord said, I'll give it unto you. Notice this, he said, come thou with us. Moses is given a, a direct invitation to this man right here to come and go with him. And I want to preach just for a few minutes this evening with that same thought in mind. Won't you come with us? Won't you come go with us tonight? You say, what are you talking about, Brother Andrew? Well, if, if you're sitting beside somebody who's had, a, had an experience with the good grace of God, that person sitting beside you or in front of you or behind you, they're, they're, they're headed somewhere. They're, they're, on a, they're, on a, they're on a path to, to a place that God's got made for them. Amen. And... Um, with what Moses said here to Hobab, come go with us. Can I, can I extend that same invitation to you tonight, sinner friend? Why don't you pack up your bags and why don't you come and go with us? Amen. Why don't you come and go with us? You say, where are we going? We're, we're going to heaven, friend. Amen. Oh yes, there is a land that is fairer than day. And by faith I can see it afar. And one of these days, whether it be by a way of the grave or a way of the air, friend of mine, I'm leaving this walk of life. And one golden daybreak, I'll step foot on another shore. And can I give you an invitation tonight to come and go with us? Why, why don't you come go with us? Thank God for heaven tonight. But can I say there's another side to the coin. There is also a terrible, terrible place called hell. I know it's uh, 
uh, trying to be erased from our society. All these theologians are trying to take it out of the book. But friend, can I say it's still there tonight? It's still popping and cracking. It's still just as miserable as it's ever been. Uh, amen. But friend, I've got good news. You don't have to go there tonight. Why don't you come and go with us? Why don't you come? Why don't you come and go with us? As I read these verses tonight, I see a, a few things in the life of Moses and in the life of Hobab I want to point out to us. First thing I see is a very sincere request for Hobab to come and go with Moses. I'll not go back and labor in these verses, but can I say about this sincere request? It was sincere in that it was free. It was a, it was a free invitation. It was a free request for Hobab to go with Moses and the nation of Israel. What I'm simply saying is he did not have to put any money down. He did not have to run, find gold, silver, and precious stones. It was, a, it was an invitation that didn't cost him not one dime. Can I say tonight, friend, the invitation that I'm extending to you, it will not cost you not one thing. It's a free gift. Hallelujah to God. It's a free invitation. Why don't you come and go with us tonight? There's a sincere request this evening. I see it's, it's free, but can I say this sincere request? I believe it was sincere because of the facts. Amen. Notice with me in verse number 29 again. He said, we are journeying unto the place which the Lord said, I will give it you. First fact I want to point out was that there was a final destination to where the nation of Israel was headed. It was not there because Moses said it was there. It was not there because Caleb and Joshua mustered up some idea about some land uh, off yonder over there on the horizon. Oh no, friend. The Bible tells us that it was uh, a factual in that the Lord, uh, the God of the Old Testament, uh, had informed them about this land. Uh, amen tonight. Can I say uh, there's a sincere request uh, for you to come and go with us. Uh, because one of the greatest facts uh, that I can remind you of tonight uh, is that the God of this Bible has informed us uh, that there is a literal place called heaven. Amen. Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Uh, believe. Uh, amen. John 14. That there is a literal place called heaven. Uh, if it were not so, I would have told you. He said, if I go away to prepare a place, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am there, you may be also. Amen. It's factual tonight. Verse number 32. The Bible said it. And it shall be, if thou wilt go with us, yea, it shall be that what goodness the Lord shall do unto us, the same we will do unto thee. There was favor along this journey for Hobab if he would have just packed up and went with them. Can I say I'm not standing here this evening and proclaiming some prosperity gospel, but can I say that... Amen. Thank God that after the moment of my conversion, I started drinking from a, from a, from a faucet. Amen. I started drinking from a fire hose that had nothing but the goodness and the favor uh, of an almighty God. You're looking at a country boy from absolutely the middle of nowhere uh, that God uh, has so fit to let travel this land uh, and flood my life uh, with the blessings of God. Uh, 
Hallelujah tonight. Uh, He can do the same for you. Uh, There's favor along the way. Uh, You can mark it down. Uh, There'll be favor in your life if you'll just come go with us. The blessings of God. That's not why I'm saved tonight. That's not why I serve God. But that's some of the benefits of being a child of the King. There's favor along the way. I wish I had time to just take a time out and tell you of all the miracles, all the answered prayers, all the blessings that I enjoy in every day of my life. Amen. There's favor along the way. You don't have to wander through life with absolutely no direction, with no, no reason to live. God can, God can, listen, save you and change your life and give you a purpose and a reason to live. This sincere request, it was free. This sincere request, it was factual. But can I say this sincere request in these verses I read tonight, it was final. You'll not read again, I don't believe, where Moses went back and said, Hobab, I'm I'm back again. It's been six months. Won't you come and go with us again? This was the final invitation for this man to load up and go with the nation of Israel. I cannot stand here tonight and tell you that this will be the last opportunity that you've got to repent of your sins and trust Christ as your Savior but I'm telling you, I cannot stand here uh, and tell you that, it, that you've got a hundred other opportunities either, friend. Your life is but a vapor. It appears for a short time, uh, and then it vanisheth away, friend. Uh, it's appointed unto man once to die, and after this, the judgment. Uh, listen, if you're in here tonight and you've been running from God, uh, if you're in here tonight and you should have been saved uh, earlier on this week, you're here tonight. Uh, uh, listen, the grace of God uh, has swung the door open again. Uh, you better run for mercy while you still can. Uh, you better run for mercy while you still can can. Uh, Listen, this was the final opportunity for Hobab to load up and go with him. This could be your last opportunity. Was it not David that said, I'm one step away from eternity? One step away from death. I'm telling you, friend, you're not guaranteed to leave this place. Uh, You're not guaranteed to make it home. Uh, You're not guaranteed to wake up in the morning. Uh, You're not guaranteed another Opportunity. Sincere request from Moses. Come go with us. Not only the sincere request, but can I say, secondly, I see a senseless refusal. Senseless. Hobab said in verse number 30, probably some of the saddest verses that you'll walk across... Notice what he said in verse 30. And he said unto him, this is Hobab talking to Moses. I will not go. You know, when we give an invitation tonight and you sit there and you're wringing your hands and you're nervous and you you feel awkward and you feel out of place, I don't have not one trick up my sleeve. You know what that is? Uh, That's a visitation from an almighty God uh, trying to say, won't you come go with us? But when you sit there and you don't move, it's a senseless refusal. Just like Hobab, you're saying, I will not go. Notice in verse 30, I'll not take time to point it all out, but there's four personal 
pronouns right there. He said, I, 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 four times. You know one thing that brought about this senseless refusal for him not to pack up and go was pride. He was selfish. It was pride. Proverbs chapter number 6, there's seven things that is an abomination God hates. And the very first thing that's recorded is a proud look. Can I say tonight, don't you sit there cloaked in pride and refuse to come and go with us. It's senseless. It's silly. It's ignorant. Don't do that. Don't you let your pride send you to a devil's hell. Don't you do that. Don't you let pride send you to a devil's hell. Uh, You ever noticed in Isaiah 14 when it gives the account of Lucifer falling all those personal pronouns in his life. uh, I'll set myself above the throne of God. I'll do this and I'll do that. Neighbor, listen to me. Uh, That same mentality uh, will send you straight uh, into the judgment of an almighty God. Uh, You better get rid uh, of that pride. You better get rid of that pride. Not only pride, but I see he had a plan in verse 30. He said, I'll depart to my own land. Oh, Hobab had his own ideas about his own life. Uh, He was going to do what Hobab wanted to do. He was eat up in pride. uh, But he had his own plan. He had his own idea about how he thought things were going to work out better in his life. Friend, I'm telling you tonight, if you're here uh, and God's been dealing with you about getting saved, uh, why don't you come go with us? Uh, Your plan uh, is not worth uh, jeopardizing eternity. Uh, Young person, listen to me. Your college degree does not line up with all the ages up yonder out there in the future. Listen, you better get rid of that plan that's hindering you from being saved. He said, I will depart to my own land. He had a plan, but notice in verse 30, and to my kindred. His plan was messing him up. His pride was messing him up, but there was some people. It was messing him up. I wonder tonight who you're sitting by or maybe who's in, in, in and on your mind that's got you uh, that's got you hesitant from running to the foot of Calvary and trusting Christ as your Savior. It does not matter uh, how popular they are. It uh, does not matter how much money they have. It uh, does not matter how they're trying to woo you uh, out of the will of God. You better run for mercy. Uh, listen, you better run and not let people hinder you. You better run. Not let these people hinder you. I see pride. I see his plan. I see people. But can I just say this? It was pointless. I mean, it was pointless, friend. He said he was going to go back to his kindred. You know who that was? It was the Midianites. They were from Midian. You know what Midian means? It means judgment. He was going to leave the nation of Israel and Moses, the man of God, uh, and turn and run right back to Midian, which is the judgment of God. If you refuse to come tonight, that's the same thing, friend, you're doing. You're going to leave here and go right back out under the judgment of God. He that hath the Son hath life, but he that hath not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There... Listen, friend, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. For the wages of sin is death. 
death. It's death. It's death. It's eternal death. Listen, God requires perfection. He's a holy God. You can't produce it. I can't produce it. That's why hell is eternal. That's why it's forever. Because if you die a sinner, if you die lost, you'll die and go and pay on that debt. You'll pay on that penalty that you'll never be able to pay off. You'll never be able to pay it off. But I'm telling you good news. Thank God. 2,000 years ago, your slate was wiped clean. Why don't you load up and come go with us tonight? I see a sincere request. I see a senseless refusal. But can I say this in closing? There's some sad, sad results. If you don't come with us. I'm talking about sad, friend. Sad. Heartbreaking. Pitiful. Oh, it's awful. Verse number 29 tells us that this was some of Moses' family. His father-in-law, Ragu, all that. He, he, was, he was kin to this man. But this man decides not to go. Can I say the first sad result that I see is that as they left this location headed to where God would have them to go. This one man staying back or headed off back over there to Midian and the nation of Israel embarking on their journey. I see a family that was divided. I see a family that was divided. Oh, how bad is it going to be? How bad is it going to be when the trumpet sounds and a husband rolls over and his wife is gone? How bad is it going to be when that takes place and a wife rolls over and her husband's gone? How bad is it going to be when, listen, some kids get up, some teenage kids that's had plenty of opportunity in a Sunday school class to come and go with the church of the living God. But listen, they've pushed it off and they've pushed it off. How bad is it going to be when they run down the hallway to mom and daddy's room but mom and daddy's gone. Nothing's there but glasses and rings. And listen, friend, it's going to be bad. One of these days, families will be forever divided. Why? Because people decided not to come and go. Come and go with us. How bad's it going to be, friend, at the white throne judgment when we're there to watch the wicked dead cast off into the lake of fire for all eternity? How bad's it going to be when our loved ones stand across that way and they're weeping and crying and begging for mercy? But it's too late. Why? Because they made a decision somewhere along the way not to go with us. Oh, there's sad results tonight. Sinner friend, if you don't come and go with us. This is no laughing matter. I'm telling you, you're looking at the class clown. I love to make fun of people. I love to trip people, watch them fall. Amen. Uh, flatten tires, all that stuff. But what I'm talking about tonight, uh, it's dead dog serious. Uh, we're talking about eternity, friend. Why don't you come and go with us? Why don't you come and go with us? Because there's sad results if you don't. There'll be families divided. Oh, dear God, there'll be families divided. I remember back before I got saved, I was living in Daytona Beach. I was going to school down there. And I was headed to go back on a Sunday afternoon the night before. I was living a wicked lifestyle. And 
uh, one of the boys back in my hometown had mistreated my sister and I went up one night and done a bunch of stuff to him I, I, don't, I don't agree with, I'm embarrassed of it and I got up the next morning I had two county sheriff's offices looking for me and I was headed back to Volusia County just as fast as I could get there and I was headed down 365 leaving Georgia and my daddy called me, he said son your granny's in the hospital dying you need to go by and see her before you leave the state probably be the last time you get to see her I walked in that hospital room. My grandma was a holy, God-fearing woman. I went in that hospital room, had hair down on my shoulders, looked like Waylon Jennings. I mean, listen, I was wicked, lost, and undone. And before I left that hotel room, my grandma was laying there dying in pain. Ovarian cancer was destroying her body. She said, I'm praying for you, boy, that God will save you and I'll see you again. Well, I've got good news. Hallelujah. I'm going to see her again. Glory to God, I'll see her again. What about you tonight? If you don't come and go with us, your family's going to be divided. It's going to be divided. Not only will there be a family divided, but can I say there will be a future death. Numbers chapter number 31 gives us an account. I'll just read one verse. God gave the nation of Israel liberty to go and get, get back ground that the Midianites had taken from them. And they go up there and pick a fight with the Midianites and they destroy everything they got. And in Numbers chapter 31 verse number 7, the Bible said, And they warred against the Midianites as the Lord commanded Moses. Notice this. And they slew all... The males. You know, who that, you know who that includes? You hear that door slam back there a while ago? That's the Holy Ghost right there going, Hey, Hoss, I'm trying to get you to come and go with us. Hey, man, you better load up and come go with us. Because the Bible tells us in Numbers 31 that, Mo, that Moses went in there and every single male, oh, listen, from the Midianites was slain. They were, they were murdered. They died. The sad results of Hobab not loading up and going with God's people was there was a family divided, but there was a future death. He got out of it right there in chapter number 10, but there was a future death that he did not get out of. And friend, I'm telling you tonight, your life is but a vapor. The church age is coming to a screeching halt. This thing's wrapping up. You better quit messing around with God. You better load up and come go with us. Amen. Amen. You better load up and come go with us. My dad had a, has a successful construction business back in my hometown. And he built a house when I was in high school for a very, very successful company business there in Cornelia, Georgia. And the old man that, that started that business back in the 20s or 30s, he, he was a deacon. They, they told him, I heard he was a deacon at the First Baptist Church. He was wrapped up in the Shriners. He was in that Masonic Lodge. He was on the city council. I mean, he was involved in everything. And just looking at him, he had everything this world had to offer. He was, I mean, he was clean as a hound's tooth. But one day, the family called my dad and they said, uh, Mr. McKay... Uh, old man so-and-so, I'll not mention his name out of respect, he, he's, he's, he's dying and we want you to come down here and be with the family. And daddy tells the story that he pulled up in the yard of that house that day and all the family cars were out in the yard. Y'all know how it is. We, all, we, we probably can around here, amen. Daddy said he pulled up in the yard and you know how it is. The cousins that ain't been seen in a while, they're out under the oak tree smoking cigarettes. 
They're real nervous, amen. They're acting like they don't want to go in the house and all that stuff's going on out in the yard. And Daddy said he made his way through that crowd, got up through the carport, went in the kitchen. And the lady that had called him that Daddy had gotten real close to while he was building their house, uh, he, he said, uh, or she said, why don't you come down here in the, in the D in the family room where he's at? We, we want you to have a word of prayer with the family. And Daddy said he left the kitchen of that house and started down the hallway and he began to hear the awfulest racket that he's ever heard in his life. And Daddy said when he went through that cased opening into that, that family den, he said there was a, a prominent businessman that had been an influential uh, figure of our community for, 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 for decades. Uh, a deacon at the First Baptist Church, he was involved in all that other stuff. But he was laying in the, in the floor of that home. His family gathered around him uh, without a stitch of clothing on him. And he was screaming as loud as he could. Get them away. Get them away. They're coming to get me. Get them away. You say, I don't know about that. I don't either. Because I was not there. But I know one thing. It, it, it messed my daddy up. If you leave this walk of life. In the condition you're in tonight, friend, it's going to be too bad, too sad. Why don't you just come go with us? One man said it like this, and I'm done. You can die, and you can go to heaven. You can leave this walk of life, and you can go to hell. But you cannot stay here. So why don't you come go with us? Why don't you come go with us? Let's pray. Lord, in Jesus' name, take this simple thought... And I pray if there's anybody here tonight that's lost, I pray that God, you'd sober them and awaken them to the brevity of life. And Lord, I pray you'd deal with them, whether it be in, in, in an invitation in a moment or at the end of the service. I just pray you'd have your will and way. Give Brother Derek wisdom. Bless the remainder of the service, the songs, and help Brother Scotty.